0: You know, when you think of the 1980s and the 1990s action films, there's a lot of great names out there. But Catherine Bigelow put two names together in Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves and brought us a movie that we would enjoy for generations to come. So grab your surfboards, everybody, and get ready to catch your first two. It's time we talk 1991's Point Break. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast again. My name is Chris Adams, and we are the Retro Life for You podcast. Co-hosting with me again this week is Sarah from Two Chicks Talking Flicks. Sarah, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. You know, one more time since you're here a second time around. Go ahead and give us a rundown of your show for the people who might not have heard you the first time you were
2: here.
1: Well, we are two lovely chicks that like to uh, discuss movies. So we pick one uh, movie generally every episode and we discuss it, review it and give us a give a rating. So we have fun.
0: Got to have that fun. Like we said last yeah. time, you got to have that fun. Uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. We got a pretty good episode here. We are touching on the 1991 version of Point Break. Uh one of my favorites for Patrick Swayze's movies that he uh, had out. And he's had quite a few that I did like throughout the 80s. But I mean, I, I, if I had to now, being that I'm older, I, I would have to pick his 80s movies over his 90s movies. But in the 90s, I think he may have had some of the most success that he had in the movies.
1: Well, my favorite is Dirty Dancing. Um, but because that's our episode that's coming out this week. Uh you, you know couldn't discuss that
0: one so. see how about that you're getting the best you're getting two great Swayze movies <laughs> in one week to talk about you get right? point break here with me you get Dirty Dancing with your co-host you got there I don't I mean I don't think that might be better for you is if someone else brought you in next week and you talk ghost or something I don't right? know right
1: I actually I mean. saw that for my like eighth birthday and um, I remember seeing this one in theaters and that's the last time I've seen it But I legitimately thought that I was going to marry Patrick Swayze as a kid. (laughs) Like, he was my man. And I wholeheartedly believed I was going to marry him. And as I was watching this movie last night, I was like, Keanu Reeves is hot. (laughs) That's all I could think the whole time. And I completely forgot the love that I have for Patrick Swayze. So...
0: I think we all went through that phase when we were younger, not that it was Patrick Swayze, but I'm saying, you know, like, you know, I was gonna marry Daisy Duke one day. You know, I mean she was there, she dukes of hazard, she got the short shorts, <laughs> you know. I mean that was my wife right there. Surely I would grow up and she would marry me, then to find out that I grew up and apparently she did too and she was too old for me then. So but still, I mean we all have those those uh those teenage crushes and stuff that we all go through. And Patrick okay. Swayze was one for the women for sure that they all flocked over to, so must have been yeah. the hair, I guess maybe it was the hair
2: Who
1: knows? Um, he well, okay, so he just had a look. it was just a thing, and I love dirty dancing. I say it's my favorite movie, and most of the time that is a hundred percent true um but i I own it in like several different facets. <laughs> and um, I saw it when I was, like, super, super young. Um, You know, this came out in 91. I was, like, 7 or 8. So this came out, I saw it. And then Ghost came out, and I saw that for my birthday. So I was a very young kid, <laughs> and I loved Patrick Swayze.
0: Well, you know, Dirty Dancing had a great soundtrack. I would give it that. And yes. I did like the movie. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but I did like the movie. I could watch it. I mean, nobody puts Baby in a corner. True. No. I have but, a
1: t-shirt that says that.
0: But Baby's not in this movie. This is Johnny Utah we're talking. And uh, Bodie, so.
1: Which is a dumb name. Every time or, but, I heard Johnny one? Utah, <laughs> I was like, you know, like Johnny football?
0: <laughs> I think they, uh, you know, why they said, Johnny, Johnny Utah. I'm thinking Johnny Unitas, you know, the real cool yes. thing and I don't know if that's why they did it or not. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. And it's funny, this is not the first movie. I'm sorry, it's not the only movie that he's played where he was a former quarterback from Ohio State.
1: Yeah, the other one was The Replacements.
0: Yes, which uh, I do, which I love that movie as well. It's such a fun movie to watch. But um, I guess this little clip I'm going to play here. <laughs> I saved this. I was watching it yesterday just to refresh my memory because like you, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I remember watching this, but I kind of remembered it differently. But then again, what I remember differently, I'll, I'll bring it up after the clip is over. So so I can tell everybody. But here's the small clip. It's about a minute long.
1: Special Agent Utah. This is not some job flipping burgers at the local drive-in. Yes, the surfboard bothers me. Yes, your approach to this whole goddamn case bothers me. And yes, you bother me! And Pappas! Oh, for the love of Christ. How the hell did I ever even let you talk me into this whole boneheaded idea to begin with? Carl, we're working undercover. It takes time. We
2: produced a few... No, 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 no! no! Let me tell you what you've produced.
1: Over the last two weeks, you two have produced exactly squat! Squat! During which time, the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks! Now, for Christ's sake, does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me?
0: caught my
2: first tube this morning. (laughs)
0: caught my first tube this morning the original way I remember this I guess it was from the preview and you know sometimes they'll put parts in the preview that's not in the movie right yeah so I I remember him talking about picking up you know chicks on the beach or something like that and Keanu Reeves looks at him and says I believe the term is babes sir you know not that I caught my first two this morning, but still. I mean, it just it just kind of made me laugh when I watched it. Uh, John C. McGinley. We were talking about this earlier before we started this recording. He, he is, you know, such an obnoxious boss in this movie, constantly screaming, constantly yelling at them. There's no point of calm in him ever. Doesn't seem like. And the the best part of the movie that that made me want to cheer is when Gary Busey just lays him out. In the yeah. bank, uh, when they're at the bank, or one of the crime scenes, and just you know, he says, "There's one thing I've learned in all these years that you haven't." He says, "What is that?" And he just knocks him out. He says, "Respect for my elders."
1: <laughs> yeah, like you know, you think of Keanu Reeves and you think, "Oh, he's like a surfer dude," and he just, I, I, I equate him with Bill and Ted. Yeah,
2: um, it's hard and, not to.
1: Yeah, it's really, really super hard not to. And so when we first meet him, you're like, "Okay, he's an FBI agent, he's you know, well-studied, you know, he was a lawyer, I guess. Is that true or not? We don't do we know." I don't rec- I don't
0: recall if I don't recall if that was a truth or just a story going undercover because uh he did go to Annapolis, I believe, but yeah. I don't know that he went for to be a lawyer.
1: Um and so You know, he he didn't have that surfer vibe, and I was surprised, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I I caught that pretty big wave this morning, and I was like, (laughs) okay, there's the Bill and Ted.
0: You expected to see his little air guitar pop out at any moment.
1: Yeah. like (laughs) you
0: see that wave? It was excellent.
1: Totally. Yeah, I was just like, what in the world? I thought it was really funny.
0: Well, to, get, to give a quick rundown of the movie, basically. It's in Los Angeles, California, a gang of bank robbers that call themselves the ex-presidents commit their crimes while wearing masks of ex-presidents Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and Johnson. The FBI believe that the members of the gang could be surfers and send young agent Johnny Utah undercover at the beach to mix with the surfers and gather information. Utah meets surfer Bodie and gets drawn into the lifestyle of his new friend. So it's just a quick rundown of it. It's not exactly accurate because the FBI didn't believe that the
1: yeah, did. they the were surfers.
0: It. Yeah, it was just Pappas. Pappas had the, the, the theory that they were surfers. The rest of them laughed at it. Uh, didn't think it was legit. But then along comes Johnny Utah and helps him prove that based on uh, stuff they've gotten from the crime scenes, that there were traces of like sand and different types of minerals in the sand based on different parts of the beach and they narrow down the area where they even surf at you know exact with it yeah where they now they got to figure out who's the ones who are doing it so they got their eyes on this one group uh that they think might be it because johnny Utah's already had trouble with them because he's he's surfing in their area and apparently surfers are protected with their territory don't want anybody yeah. new in there messing things up so
1: i was like do. Why does that matter? Another wave's gonna come, bro. Like yeah, what? Yeah. that's
0: it, the big deal. Both, both of them take a wave at the same time, and the other guy who believes it's that's his part of the beach. Uh, you know, they they both crash, so he gets over in the water and he punches him in the face and yeah. knocks him back into the water. And then cuts the rope off his board, so the board takes off back to the shore. So he gets out there, and he's decided that he's been there long enough and nothing's really happened. He's found he's been punched twice and crashed like 40 times or something. So he's uh, up there, I guess, washing the sand out of his hair and everything. And the guys walk up to him, they turn the shower off and basically they're about to mess him up. And I don't know if he noticed or not, or if you read it somewhere, but lead lead singer, uh, the red hot chili peppers, Anthony Kiedis is one of the guys from that group.
1: Yes, I did read that.
0: Oh, I don't know how many things he's been. I know that him and, uh, another band member flea have been in several movies for a little bit parts, you know, uh, but he, he was in this one here. You want to know? A gonna, fight. Oh, uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, so after I watched this movie yesterday, um, I was watching, uh, Netflix and I had heard that there was Woodstock 99, uh, documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a one big scene where it has the red hot chili peppers and um, you get a good glimpse of fleas um, penis
2: oh, in the, <laughs> <in> the
1: documentary. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that was way more than I thought I would see of him today. I'm
0: I'm sure that's way more than what most people in the crowd wanted to see of him. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't exactly strike. He's the kind of person that the women are chasing after. Um, unless it's just because he's a guy in the band. I don't
1: know, but. I would have thought with the confidence to go in front of all those people, he would have been um stacked um or playing a much larger guitar, but he was not <laughs> so he uh
0: they uh they they were well known in the past before they got big to uh do some things on stage that weren't exactly considered um appropriate, I guess would be the word that's that people are looking for if they think about it uh I, th- I, th- I think one time they came out wearing nothing but a sock and i say oh, a sock.
2: Yeah. i say a
0: sock so you can imagine where the one sock was worn at and what it yes. was covering so i do that's remember that. that's something that they had so they're they've been pretty well known for doing some extreme stuff at times so it doesn't surprise me at all that yeah they hit the woodstock thing and do something like that
1: yeah they took their um, socks off at woodstock
0: yeah yeah <laughs> That's a visual that I didn't need for tonight. Thank you very much. Just You're so welcome. you know. You're
1: welcome. I just thought, hey, you brought them up and I <laughs> had an extra little story.
0: Oh my God. We're going
1: to edit.
0: Edit, all, edit all this out now.
1: No. no. It's just been kidding. a very interesting just, 24
0: hours. I'm, I'm just kidding. So we got the little synopsis bit out of the way. I'm going to bring it up here. The movie itself had an estimated budget of $24 million, it grossed worldwide eighty three million five
2: hundred thirty one thousand nine fifty eight the
0: uh, lady but... well I mean it's there's in some places they est- they said they estimated that it grossed about ninety million i I think they're rounding it up oh, okay. uh, it, it's it's probably a little more than eighty three but probably not quite ninety is probably what it is and they, I, I think they kind of you know buffed it up a little bit to say it made ninety million they were talking about catherine Bigelow uh directing this movie and it was the one. That she had made the most money on until 2012, when she made Zero Dark Thirty.
2: Yeah.
0: And she made more off of that one. Uh, there's a rumor about this as well, I don't know if you read on, that uh, herself and James Cameron rewrote the final script.
1: Yes, and he's not credited.
0: Right, it's it's officially uncredited, and it's because of a unresolved issue with the Writers Guild of America, and I don't know what the... Issue is, I didn't deep into uh, you know dig into that or anything to see, but
1: well, did you see who was supposed to direct this movie?
0: Uh, originally, no, I did not.
1: Yeah, um, I, oh goodness, now I don't remember the name, but I can tell you what movie they directed instead. Um, instead of doing this one, they chose to do Thelma and Louise, and okay. um, I thought that was really interesting because when I was looking at who was supposed to play um, Johnny Utah. It had all these actors listed. And as soon as I saw that um, he was directing Thelma Louise, I was like, "Uh, Brad Pitt should have been up for this part. But maybe he couldn't because he was doing Thelma Louise.
0: It could be. It could be Val Kilmer uh, went for the part of Johnny Utah.
1: Now, I could see Val Kilmer. And I could maybe see Johnny Depp. But I saw that um, Matthew Broderick.
0: They offered it to Matthew Broderick. I mean, why? Ferris Ferris Bueller?
1: They offered it
2: to Bueller.
1: Bueller. I I, kind of get the hype, but he looks nothing like a surfer guy. Well, it's not
0: only that. Does he strike you as a tough FBI agent? No. I don't think he can pull that off. Right, I mean, he did well with the movies that he did other than Ferris Bueller. I mean, I could see him doing um Project X that he did with Helen Hunt. I can see him doing that. I could see him uh in that movie. what was that movie? I think it was based in the Civil War.
1: He has the, gravitas, anyway. but he would not have been able to to play a surfer
0: no now Johnny <laughs> Depp could have pulled it off because jo- you're I mean, talking. He could have. You're talking about the time when 21 Jump Street was out, close to yeah. that. So he could have pulled it off. Uh, they could have done even like a Richard Grieco, who was on 21 Jump Street as well, similar to, to Johnny Depp's type of character.
1: But I definitely think Brad Pitt should have been in the running, and it's surprising that he wasn't, because he had that long, flowing hair at that time.
0: And, and he probably was, like you said, committed to other things already and couldn't even yeah. try out for that. Now, did you see who was uh, also uh, originally going to be the role? Uh, Johnny Utah? Uh
2: uh-uh.
0: Pulling back up. It was the guy that played um uh, the Green Goblin in the Spider Man movie.
1: William Dafoe?
0: Well, Willem Defoe, thank you. That's it. Willem Defoe.
2: Yeah. I gotta I got a list
0: here of some trivia stuff about I'm gonna pick a few things out here and there. But uh it says here Patrick Swayze was an accomplished skydiver and took part in the big skydiving scene that yes. he made fifty five jumps in total. Yet later on down the line it says in a patrick swayze biography he claims that his brother uh is it don or dan mm-hmm. don swayze i believe is yeah. it was the accomplished jumper not him that he had jumped he had not done any skydiving until that movie
2: yeah
0: and i i guess he took to liking it because you know he got like i said 55 jumps in total but that's crazy uh the film itself was originally called johnny utah
1: yeah, which is a
2: dumb title. It is.
0: I mean, it doesn't even sound like a good name. That wouldn't bring me to want to go watch it if I just saw the title. No. I'd be like, why do I want to watch something called Johnny Utah? It's like that movie Johnny Mnemonic or whatever it was called. I
1: yeah, it's know. it sounds like a Disney movie. Like, yeah, oh, I didn't have a, a care to do
0: that. Like Johnny Utah. It says when Keanu Reeves was cast in the role, they thought they called it Johnny Utah. The studio said they felt the title was very little about surfing, though. And by the time Patrick Swayze was cast, the film had been renamed Riders on the Storm after the famous song by the Doors.
2: Yeah, still, no.
0: But the lyrics had nothing to do with the film. So that title was also rejected. It was not until halfway through the filming that Point Break became the film's title because of its relevance to surfing. And it's it's crazy how many films or books um, go to the last minute before they yeah. have the official title. They have, they have a working title they're going to run with, right? But they don't have the official title.
1: Yeah, I think Point Prank" was the best title for it.
0: It definitely works well for it. Many of the surfing scenes, Patrick Swayze refused to use a stunt double as he never had one for fight scenes or car chases. And he also said at one point he had four broken ribs from uh, you know falling off the surfboard. Yep. That, that didn't work out so well for him. Uh, stunt coordinator Glenn Wilder held fight training sessions for the cast on the weekends because Catherine Bigelow wanted the actors to do their own fights on screen without stuntmen. Anthony Kiedis was allegedly the only cast member to miss training, so Wilder had his character knocked out with one punch during the fight sequence. It's <laughs> like, I'll show you. You're not going to be tough. Uh, Keanu Reeves observed real FBI agents in the L.A. to study for the role. He also practiced with UCLA quarterback coaches. The help with the football scene that they did did you see where they were playing football on the beach? the little fun fact that that's the same stretch of beach where they filmed the soccer game in karate or the soccer thing with karate Kid?
1: yeah, I did read that i I didn't notice it um actually, I thought it was when um he's chasing him later in the movie and they go over that like cliff sort of I was like mm-hmm. that kind of looks like the karate Kid.
0: With, and it uh, may be, it, it may still be the same place, same area. Yeah. But when they did the football game, they said it was the same stretch of beach they had played the soccer game on. And the yeah, a kid film. I wouldn't. that so little swift. Now, I, I never watched the show, but a, a few times I'll take it back. I watched it a few times. I don't know if you did or not. MythBusters. Yes. You know myth. So MythBusters decided that they were going to test this whole Point Break theory. <laughs> And it was determined that Utah and Brody, or I'm sorry, Bodie, would not have been able to free fall for 90 seconds as he did in the film.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nor would they have been able to hold a conversation in midair. You know, they're just talking like ain't nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah, like there's nothing sucking the oxygen out around them or anything or, you know, nothing like that. Uh, but it says it was determined that by streamlining his body, Utah could have conceivably caught up with Bodie after jumping from the plane. I can see that because Bodie, at the time, is just free falling, got his arms and legs spread out like you know he's just floating in the air or something. Johnny Utah jumps out, does a a dive straight down with his hands down by his side, to nothing slowing him down in the air to catch up with him. I can see that being more legit. Yeah,
1: I actually had a thought. Let's see here. That would have been a great time. To have the song by Tom Petty "Free Fallen. I think that's a missed no, opportunity.
0: It, it could be now. Wh- now I'm gonna plead ignorant here. I know the song. Yeah, <clears throat> I can't remember when it came out though.
1: Eighty nine. I just looked was it, up.
0: Was it okay? Eighty nine. So that would have been an opportunity. I wonder if they if they tried to get it.
1: Maybe, because that seems like that would have been a great time to use that song. <laughs>
0: Who knows? They they might not have tried at all. We can't say. It says here Johnny Utah became an FBI agent after a knee injury ended his football career. In real life, Keanu Reeves was once an aspiring hockey player who suffered a knee injury and went on to become an actor. Patrick Swayze also suffered a serious knee injury playing football and went on to become an actor. Yes. Something about bad knees.
1: Well, it also didn't help that he danced a lot.
0: Right. Because he was a dancer before that. Yes. Let's see. I mentioned Catherine Bigelow's highest grossing film until zero dark 30. I mentioned that one already. Now they took some training for him from professional surfer, Dennis Jarvis in Hawaii. Uh, He said he remembers Patrick said, I'd be on a board a couple of times and Keanu definitely had not surfed before. And Lori had never been in the ocean in her life. You know, Lori Petty. Yeah. So this was all new for him, basically. Uh, but I believe that they had said that Keanu Reeves liked it so much that he continued surfing well after that. That it was just something that he was really into at that point since he learned.
1: Yeah, he I've, seems like a surfer.
0: <laughs> I've never I've never tried it before. I mean, I was in Florida for a little bit. But in the, in the part of Florida I was in, you know, it's not like you get good waves there. It's in the Gulf yeah. of Mexico where I was at. You know, it's not really, really well known for getting any, any cool ways in for surfing. Although some people did try there. I'll I'll give them the credit for trying.
1: It's just very for, choppy. Yeah, it's
0: when the storms would come in, they would get some stuff they could do. And that would be about
1: it. I have never tried surfing. Um, I think it would go horribly.
2: Well I, well, I told you
0: on our Jaws episode, I wouldn't get out in the water past ways deep, so it would be hard for me to surf.
2: Yeah. That's not that
0: and, good. It just wouldn't work out for me at all. Let's see here. Catherine Bigelow fought to have Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah. Apparently, they didn't really want him at the time, but she fought to get him on there. Uh, She insisted she wouldn't film the movie without him. The studio and producers were interested in looking at higher profile actors at the time, like Johnny Depp. But they really wanted Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah. No, I just, I don't, I don't see it. (laughs) I see it more than uh, Matthew Broderick, but.
0: Well, yeah. Absolutely. You said he wouldn't. He, he he couldn't pull it off.
1: And and uh, Johnny Depp as a football player, or Matthew Broderick as a quarterback? I don't think so.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> i I'm, I'm, I'm. When you bring it up like that, and I think about it, Adam Sandler is a quarterback is he believable as a quarterback?
1: Uh, more so than the other two.
0: But I started to say they made him look like a quarterback though when they redid the longest yard.
1: Yeah, but there's a difference. He's tall. Yeah. You don't usually see five, seven quarterbacks. I mean, it has happened. But not...
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're called backups. They're the ones that hold the clipboard and hope they never have to go in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I could call a few names out of people like that, but that wouldn't be nice, Uh, (laughs) though. Did you know the film inspired a piece of cult theater... Point Break Live, in which the role of Johnny Utah is played by an audience member chosen by popular acclamation after a brief audition. The new Kiana reads all of his or her lines from cue cards for the duration of the show and to capture the rawness of Kiana Ree's performance, even from those who generally think themselves incapable of acting. In 2013, Gary Busey attended the performance and receive rapturous applause from the audience when he joined the cast on stage. Lori Petty would also turn up and participate in the live action performance.
1: Yeah. Why? why? I don't understand why they think uh, Keanu was so raw and real.
0: <laughs> but why would you do a live version in theater of this of this movie? I don't
1: know. Where that'd be kind it? of fun, but I, I don't. I don't even. I'd go with I could. I that.
0: can't. I, I can't see it.
1: Especially if Gary Busey showed up, I, I mean, totally good at all.
0: Well, that, that's different to see Gary Busey showing up. But I mean, if Gary Busey didn't show up, and it's the actor Joe Blow, Jane Doe, from the audience doing the part, do you really want to go watch that? I just uh, for me, I I couldn't sit through it. I wouldn't.
1: I don't know that. I think that would be kind of interesting.
0: The 20th Century Fox had made plans for a sequel to the film to be released in the summer of ninety three. It says, in fact, a script had been written and was in pre-production. Despite the film grossing $90 million worldwide, the studio decided to scrap the project. That has to mean that they couldn't get nobody worthwhile to take the parts that they wanted. Maybe. Uh, I don't know for a fact. I, I'm curious what you think on this. Was Was Johnny Utah still an FBI agent at the end of the movie?
1: So, I don't know. Because he did let his hair grow out, but then his I thought, hair, yes. But hair then I thought, out. well, maybe it's because he's traveling around trying to find this dude. So and that's, that's why he was, his hair.
0: Right, and that's what he was doing—traveling from place to place. He told him how hey, he missed him a week in one place, and uh, found the dead body of his other partner in another, and and now he—he he said, "But I knew you wouldn't miss this storm. I knew you wouldn't give this up." Yeah, and he knew he'd catch him there, so. I wonder though, was he still an FBI agent? He had his badge, and he tossed it in the water. But it looked like he was losing that status when they made him rob that bank with him, and his yeah. partner took off with him to take him in, like he was going to give him the, the you know take him in so he didn't get him back with a squad car like every you know other guy criminal yeah. had done things. And then they they leave and go catch him at the airport, where his partner gets shot and killed, and yeah. he's forced to leave in the plane. So, he goes, uh, what, they skydive out, and they're in Mexico,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he loses him there, and that's where he's reunited with Lori Petty's character.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so, it, from that point on, he's lost him. He's gone. Now, mm-hmm. they skip ahead by, what, a year?
1: Yeah, I'm think, not sure how far in the future it is.
0: I, I want to say it's like a year, because earlier in the movie, they're talking about that, that 50-year storm and how yes. next year it'll be coming in. So it was sometime in the it was sometime in the next year. It may not have been a total of one year, but sometime in the next year, when he finally catches up with him, and like I said, he still has his FBI badge. He's looking at it, and he just tosses it in the ocean
2: yeah.
0: after he realizes it's done. I finally got him. It's over with. The guy killed himself on the wave. Uh, they said James Cameron um, had uh, admitted in some kind of a thing they were doing. I don't know if it's like a Q and A kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody asked him, did he think, did he feel that Bodhi killed himself at the end of the movie? Because he knew he couldn't last in a cage. And he says, yes, yeah. Bodhi Bodie killed himself. So he wasn't even trying to catch the wave. He just wanted to get to the top of the wave. And then he decided, this is it. I'm not getting taken back alive.
1: Well, I and think he knew that he wasn't going to survive going out there. Yeah. It was going to be... A, uh, That kind of mission, no matter what he did, he wasn't going to come back.
0: And that's a good possibility as well. Uh, Two of the people who uh, co-starred along with him, Gromit and Nathaniel, uh, were pro surfers who act on the side. Um, I'm not sure to say the one guy's name. Looks like it's Bojesse. B-O-J-E-S-S-E. Bojesse Christopher played Gromit and John Philbin played Nathaniel.
1: Well, I don't think he's a very good friend. Because when they jumped out of that plane, and his friend didn't make it, he just went and grabbed the money and just left his friend there.
0: You could hear him in the background though, if you listen to it. At that point, he says to the other guy in the jeep, he says, "We've got to bury him at least." And he says, yeah. "There's no time. We no time. We have to go." Yeah. So he reaches down and grabs the money, and they take off. So he wouldn't to leave the money behind. They were already they've already gone to the trouble of stealing it and jumping out and. It, it was his own fault for breaking his own rules to begin yeah. with. He he decided to go for the vault. They'd never go for the vault. they just take yeah. the quick cash and they leave. And that, you know, finances the fund for a while. And they've been doing it for how many summers? I, I can't remember how many summers it is now.
1: I know but it was 27 what, banks.
0: Right. But over over so many years, they've been doing it.
2: Yeah.
0: And they keep saying that they do it to fund their their summer lifestyle wherever they're at. And, you know, they were leaving. Uh, the states and going somewhere else, I guess, where they get more of a summer feel for their surfing and everything. I don't know yeah. where they were headed to exactly, but if it feels just in Mexico somewhere, or if it was going to be somewhere else altogether different or what. uh This yeah. is Keanu Reeves' first action film. His past career was mainly composed of teenage movies and art house films. Said some critics even criticized the film because of this, fearing that Keanu would ruin his serious career. I'm trying to think after this movie. He had a couple He had a couple of movies that would be considered a serious type role, like a drama. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, it's been more action and a little comedy, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, because I only know of Sweet November and The Lake House.
0: Right. Those are the two that are oh, the little drama, dramatic type movies. But he had, like, the replacements.
1: He did have that uh, one with the um, baseball. The, uh where was that, like, Coach?
0: Yeah, coaching the Little League Kids baseball. He yeah. was um, a lawyer. Or maybe not a lawyer. I forget what he was. Uh, and they sentenced him to that. He had a gambling problem.
1: Oh, that sounds like the Mighty Ducks.
0: It's very similar to the Mighty Ducks. A very similar story. If you, if you really think about it, it's very similar. Um, this uh, Point Break, if you think about it also, later on kind of inspired the part of part of the first movie for Fast and the Furious.
1: Yes, that's exactly what my sister said, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah,
0: now, he had him. Which, he had him caught, dead to rights. He was, was his. He lets him go to take the wave. just like he lets Dom go in Fast and the Furious, just because he owes him a ten second car.
1: Which is true, like, um, funny because I could have totally seen Paul Walker as the Keanu Reeves character.
0: You exactly could. I mean, but I mean, well, not that time. If, if, they were to, if they were to do a remake of it, like they did, uh, I don't even remember who was in the remake of...
1: I point think it of, was Kellen Dune. Lutz, if I remember correctly. Um, but I don't remember it exactly. But I the want to the, say it was
2: Kellen Lutz.
0: So one of the shiny vampires and somebody else, basically, in, in this remake. Yeah. I... I just don't remember. It it must. I'm thinking it couldn't have been that good because if it was that good, somebody would have told me to check it out and watch
2: it.
1: Well, I will say so. You guys both thought it was kind of like um, Fast and the Furious, but now this is a stretch. But I want you to go with me on this. I'm listening. I kind of felt like it was a bro version of Dirty Dancing, and I say that because it's a straight-laced guy who's always, you know, done the right thing and then he comes to this new town and he meets these new people and he learns how to surf or aka dance and he has a relationship with Brody, which is basically Baby and Johnny and uh, every time he called him Johnny all I could think is, that's not his name, that's your name.
0: Nobody puts Johnny in a corner.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that's, a, that's unique. I'll give you that. I did not I, I. did not. never once think of it that way.
1: Because it's kind of a, a romance between the two guys. And, um, you know, even at the very end, they both know that each other know that he is an FBI agent because he was not very sleuth about hiding it. Um, and they still went went along with it. He's well, still you know, like, skydiving. They, they
0: knew skydiving. Yeah, he, they knew he was the FBI guy before they took him skydiving. Yeah, But he takes him on that one last deal right there for that last rush what they were yeah. doing, and then shows him that they got the girl uh, on a cam, uh, on some camera wherever they're at, he's holding her hostage area. If he don't hear from me by a certain time, then he's going to gut her.
2: Yeah.
0: He so, I mean, it's, it's, it's like he's still treating him like he's his friend, yeah. But, you know, if you don't if you don't play right with me, then our other friend's going to hurt our other friend. You know, friends don't do that to friends. And it's... It, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see where you're going with it. I can. I mean, I, I never would have given it any thought whatsoever, though, at that time. Because of it mainly being an action flick, for one. Yeah. Dirty Dancing was far from an action flick. Yeah. Um, uh, Dirty Dancing, to me, is one of those movies of the 80s that reminds me, like... Of 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 a footloose uh, flash dance, uh, you know, one of those movies where, of course, dancing's involved. in the main thing. I start say breaking, but breaking's not really like. Well, in in a way, it can be because they're they're fighting for what they want, but it's 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 through dancing. So I mean, yeah, yeah maybe it's the just same through thing through
1: surfing, you know.
0: Yeah, um, I, I I am going to chalk it up as a very unusual but cool theory. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> that, I, I now that you have laid it out there for me, I can see that. I, I don't, I, I'd like the Fast and the Furious version better, but I see where you're getting at. With and it,
1: honestly, they had a better romance than him and uh, Laura Petty. Is that, is that her name?
0: Uh, Lori Petty, yeah.
1: Yeah, they didn't have a very good romance. And honestly, she could have been anybody. She could have been a cousin, a old friend, a a uh, sister that he just met, like he could, she could have been anybody. Then it was not necessary to have her as a romantic character because I think anybody that he got a, um, uh, got close to would have he would have tried to save, and I think that was a stupid thing that they didn't need in this action movie.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Keanu Reeves described his character as a total control freak. And how the ocean beats him up and challenges him. After a while, everything becomes a game.
1: Yeah. He becomes
0: as amoral as any criminal. He loses the difference between right and wrong.
1: I disagree with but, but, almost all of that.
0: But once again, though, just just to fall back on what we were just saying, the way he describes his character, that's Brian from Fast and the Furious. Oh,
1: there
0: you go. I mean, think about it. Kind of a control freak over his job. He wants He wants to... Especially when you see him back in the fourth one, the fourth installment, where he's back with the FBI again mm-hmm. and how he'll do anything to catch who he's, who he's wanting to catch. He's very much a control freak and everything. Uh, but he lets the game that he gets into with the cars beat him because he takes such an interest in it. Yeah. And he becomes just as bad as any other, other, any of the other guys. He loses the difference kind of between right and wrong. He knows the difference, but it's like he likes the lifestyle so much that. He just doesn't care, and he he gives him up and lets him go, yeah, and then later on, just he becomes one of the crew, just like it's nothing,
1: and like all of that makes sense, but I don't believe uh Johnny utah is is like that, like I don't see him as a control freak.
0: I didn't see him as a control freak myself either. I did see him kind of becoming engrossed though in the whole surfing bit,
1: yes. Um, but I thought he was actually a pretty terrible, uh, agent for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one big one is that he used his real name. Now, I know Google and the internet wasn't a thing, uh, for everybody at that time. Right. Um, but he has a, apparently people know him from college football. Um, right, but they don't know
0: what he's doing though. If you remember, yeah. Bodie, Bodie tells the people when the guy gets in his face, yeah, and wants to know what his problem is. He says, "Hey, hey, hold up, hold up! Don't you know who this guy is? This is Johnny Utah, man. You know he goes and calls him out, and yeah. and they're all like, "Oh, oh, sorry, man, didn't mean to get in your face," and all this stuff. And he says, "Well, what, so what happened? You know?" And he tells him about his knee, and he says, "So that's why you didn't go pro, huh?" He said, "Yeah, you know, two years recovery and rebuilding. I lost my window and." Because I went to law school and became a lawyer. Yeah. And so, at the time, you think about, it, now his cover is a lawyer. Like you said, it's not like Google's an everyday thing. You're not going to go out and Google Johnny Utah what's he doing today. Yeah. Um. This just doesn't work that way. So, they, all best they know, he's a lawyer who is learning how to surf Because he's got that feel for it and that wanting to learn.
1: Yeah. But, the worst mistake he makes... Is when they're on that stakeout. And he's, you know, is like, hey, who got out of that car? And uh, his partner was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't see anybody. And then they see them coming out of the bank. And he's like, freeze, FBI. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. You just blew your cover, man. Like, you're undercover. You're not... You're not just, like, some average FBI agent. Like, you're undercover trying to get these people. You can't blow your cover like that.
0: And let's not forget, at the time, before he did that, they already had the theory that Bodie and the crew might be the ones they're looking for.
2: Yeah, and they So now,
0: if that's the case, you're banking on catching them right now, right there, that they're not going to get away. And I understand, as an FBI agent, he is sworn to do his duty, he should try to stop it in the act and catch them right then and there. You can't just let them get away and see if you can catch them with the money on them later. Uh, he has to try and stop them. So now he's got no choice but to blow his cover. And you can see um, Swayze under the uh, under the the, one, the the Reagan mask, just staring yeah. at him. And they're looking at each other. It's like both of them instantly. It's like Keanu's like he knows it's him. You know, Johnny Utah knows it's him, and Bodie yeah. knows sees Johnny Utah for what he is now. And, and the, he getting their lead. And
1: getting why does up. he know who he is? Because they have a connection. Because it's a bromance.
0: <laughs> he it's saw a, his he saw his bro through the mask.
1: Like it was they they just knew it was each other, and it's because they have a much deeper connection than him and that girl. It, that's True.
0: all.
1: Yeah, that's, I, that's I, that's I see. it. Thing. I see. it. But, but like. Actually, They should have had other people there. Why were the only ones on this stakeout? Like, you're not supposed to. They took that
0: upon themselves, if you remember, because they didn't have. They had just had the one sting that they thought was the dead president's. Yes. As it turns out, it wasn't. It was another thing somebody else was working on. And Mm -hmm. the cop. Oh, my God. I can't remember what the cop's name was. It was undercover. But when I saw him come out there, and he was and he was just berating them for ruining his undercover work for so many months.
2: Yeah. I looked at
0: him, and I thought, I know that guy. I know that guy. That, that looks like.
2: Yeah, he looks right, familiar.
0: A, he looks like a younger version. I'm trying to think of what the guy's actual name is. I can tell you some other movies he's been in, though. Uh, he was in Saving Private Ryan with Tom Hanks. He was like his second in command with him uh Tom Sizemore. He yeah, looked just it, it like he reminded me so much of Tom, but I didn't see his name in the credits. So
1: I'm pretty sure he said, is him because I remember seeing that name yesterday.
0: Well, if it's him, he hit I mean I didn't see him in the in, in the in credits. I'm, unless he's uncredited for his 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 spot that he did. It was just one and done as a cop who was un, unhappy cuz they ruined it. It could be an uncredited thing. Yeah, unless you was, unless you saw his name in there, I didn't see his name. I, might have I
1: saw it. his name yesterday. If that's the person <laughs> I saw, because uh, I was like Sizemore, I know that name. Is he yeah. related to somebody else? <laughs>
0: he was also in that movie Striking Distance, where he played the brother of Bruce Willis in there. Yeah, uh, that was another movie he was in. Um, man, he's been in so he's been in so many though. Now, of course, now I say so many, I can't think of a darn one of them. Except those two I just mentioned. But it's like I, I was like, I know that's got to be him. It looks just like him.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it also says here that Patrick Swayze did not audition for Bodie to begin with. He, he auditioned for the part of Johnny Utah.
1: Which, that makes sense to me. I could It that. does.
0: It does. But then again, he also pretty much looks like um, a Bodie character, too. Because if you think about it, his character from Roadhouse yeah. had that same kind of you know Zen-like thing about him. That Bodhi's got, but Bodhi's got uh, the whole. So, well, the name Bodhi I read somewhere earlier has something to do, like with Buddhism or Buddhist yeah. or something. And yeah. It means something. I'm not going to go back and look it up or anything, but it's it definitely in relation to, uh, Columbus, to Buddhist or something, something like that. Um. So, I mean, seeing him as Bodhi is not a far stretch either. Yeah. There's also something somebody said they thought was a shot back at. Um, Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse, but it turns yes. out this is a real place, though. It's it wasn't just a shot at Roadhouse, it's a real place. It's been around for a while. And it was called Patrick's Roadhouse. Yes. Still hilarious. I mean, coincidence or not. It was it was it was a nice little little jab I thought to have in there to make people think of, you know, they're 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 giving us a little shout out to some of his other stuff and everything. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh any anytime I watch a movie. And I see a direct reference to another thing that somebody else did. I'll give you a couple quick examples. Uh, the movie Prey that just came out, that's a prequel to Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen it, anybody hasn't seen it, great movie, go watch it. I loved Predator to begin with, and this was a very good one to do. And they had a couple of lines in there that was just like from the first movie. So when in the first movie, when Schwarzenegger says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, you know, they say the same thing in this movie, and it's it's a tribe of Indians that this thing is hunting at this point because they're the ones that are there showing the dominance, I guess, along with some trappers that he that he kills. Uh, but the, one of the Indians that's uh, tied up with uh, the main character, which is his sister, uh, she says, "I don't know if we can beat this thing," and he says, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." And I was like, "Yep, there we go. There's the reference right there." And then you got. The best reference of all time, uh, the movie with Mel Gibson in it called Maverick. Have you ever uh-huh. seen this?
1: I believe I have.
0: Uh, he plays the role of Brett Maverick, who yes. was a a card player and a gunslinger kind of it. gambler, and uh, he's in the bank trying to get some money from somebody that owes him money. He's trying to build up his bankroll to get into the big game on the on the riverboat, and two people come there to rob the bank when he's trying to get oh. his money, and the one guy that's telling him that's telling him to get his uh, to get his hands up and looks at him. You can look at him and you can tell this is Danny Glover. Uh-huh. You already you already see who it is. So it he goes over as he comes through and he pulls his mask down and he looks at it. Looks at his face. And they look at each other and they kind of shake their head and go, "Nah, couldn't be." <laughs> and as Danny is r- walking out of the building, he's telling his partner, "I'm getting too old for this." <laughs> I thought. That's the best reference ever. But you know, they give a little nod to some of the other things. Patrick's Roadhouse was a good one, even if it is a legit place. They didn't have to put it in there. Yeah. But 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 they did, though. And that that kind of made it fun for me. Uh Charlie Sheen's another name that came up that uh was originally offered or I'm sorry, who auditioned as Johnny Utah.
1: Yeah, that's weird to me too.
0: I he could have done better than Matthew Roderick though still. Yeah. If we're if we're throwing names out there.
1: And he could at least throw a football, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um I actually I was talking when I was talking to my sister about it, she was like, Matthew McConaughey. And I go, he would have been about the right age. He's he actually a, he could have pulled it off. Twenty five at the time. So I was like, yeah. well that would make sense.
0: He could have pulled it off for what he and he he's got that, that voice too for it. Yeah. He could do that. I mean, can you imagine him Bodie walking up on the beach and Johnny Utah played by, by uh, by him coming over there and he says, "How you doing?" He says, "All right, all right, all right."
1: Actually, I mean, I that- feel like he would have been a better Bodie than Johnny Utah.
0: That could have been something. Connie is Bodie and Patrick Swayze is, yeah. is Johnny Utah instead.
1: That would have made more sense, and he would have been. Like super zen, you know. He has that zenness to him. They're both from Texas. Like yeah. I think that would have been a perfect casting, actually. Now that I think it, about
2: it.
0: Did you see the the little fun fact about this? Is when Bodie is introduced to Johnny Utah on the beach, he remarks that Utah's surfboard reminds him of a '57 Chevy that he used yes. to have. Yet, and what did Swayze drive in Dirty Dancing?
1: A '57 Chevy. <laughs> yes.
0: Since you bring up Dirty Dancing earlier. Um, and of course, I, I was watching this movie last night and I'm listening to the end credits. I'm watching the end credits, trying to see if Sizemore's name was in there. That's what I was looking for. And I hear this song, and I'm like, man, that song rocks. I said, I know that band. I know that band. I was like, that sounds like rat. Sure enough, it's rat. Hmm. Nobody rides for free. Recorded especially for the film soundtrack, does not appear on any of their band studio albums. Uh, but it is included in their greatest hits, Rat and Roll, eighty-one through ninety-one. The song was also their final single released by the band in its classic lineup form. I guess when they did the greatest hits thing, they released that song as their last single. Um, that was cool. For, that was cool for me because that's that's the kind of music I like the best, right there. I'm one of the big hair band people.
1: They had some really good quotes in this movie too. Um, one said, "I was like." Oh, huh, that's pretty progressive for a 91 flick. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he says that uh, they're all young, dumb, and full of uh-huh. fill in blank. Yeah. uh huh.
2: the
0: Yeah, I believe that's, I, I think they actually used somewhere else, though, in a previous movie somewhere. And I think, I don't know if it was a war movie. I think it was a war movie it was used in. So it's not um, that surprising to hear it. But I mean, for that movie, I thought it was kind of surprising they would throw it in there because it wasn't really right? necessary.
1: Yeah, and then the jump or jerk off, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah,
0: they, were a little, they were a little risque with some things in there.
1: Yeah, a little bit more than I would have I thought. Um, I really liked the guy who plays uh, Nixon when he's specifically Nixon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am not a crook! I am not
1: a crook!
2: <laughs> Except that you were.
0: So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, excuse me, you're robbing the bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Since you brought up a little unnecessary things they had in there, the F word is said 105 times.
1: Yeah, which I didn't even notice.
0: Well, because today we're used to hearing it in practically everything. But uh, even back in 91, it wasn't uh, such, such progressive of a time that the F bomb is being dropped every two seconds or something. It seems like in this movie, once every dialogue, you're hearing the word, if not once or twice.
1: Which is weird because, like, I, I saw that statistic and I was listening for it and I didn't hear it. So they're pretty good at burying it because I had no idea it was said that mm-hmm. many times. I was surprised yeah. when I saw that.
0: Uh, the girl dan- the girl that's seen dancing after the guy shakes his tongue with the camera when Johnny Utah enters Bodie's house party mm-hmm. is Betsy Lynn George. And she appears in Billy Idol's Cradle of Love music video.
1: Wanna know
0: that? What's
1: that? Um, I get Billy Idol and David Bowie mixed up more times than of, I can count.
0: A lot of people used to, if they weren't fans of the of the music. Uh Billy Idol was just some, you know, good hard rock. David Bowie was more like eighties rock. But...
1: Oh yeah, no, I know both of them and I know their body of work, but for some reason anytime like I used to play trivia and anytime mm-hmm. they ask a trivia question. I'm always like David Bowie and it's always Billy Idol or vice versa. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who was in the midnight hour wanting mo mo mo? <laughs> David Bowie! No Billy, and Idol. Billy Idol wasn't dancing in the streets either.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my problem is, and I <laughs> always get them mixed up.
0: Keanu Reeves liked the name of his character, he says it reminded him <laughs> of star athletes like Johnny United and Joe Montana.
1: Well, he has dumb theories because it was a stupid, dumb name.
0: (laughs) Do you remember the kid he's talking to at the surf shop? Yes. All right. The kid's name is... tell mom
1: the babysitter's dead.
0: His nickname is 15 or something in the movie. Or he says, it's a conversation where 15 surprised someone like Utah would take up surfing at a late age like he is. He says, I'm 25 years old. He said, it's never too late, man. But Mm -hmm. in a strange twist of fate, it says, Christopher Pettit. Uh, that plays plays the role did not make it to twenty five. He died from a drug overdose at twenty four. Yep, I did not know that until I us. I just read this last time. That's yeah. interesting.
1: A few days after, or a few weeks after his twenty fourth birthday, I saw uh, that
0: too. Elizabeth Berkeley had a small scene in a movie that was cut out. I don't know what she played, but I mean it was cut out. It says.
1: Um, so one, I mean, one thought I had while watching this is that guys are super easy to please. Because um they so easily welcomed in Johnny into the group and all he had to do was catch and throw a football. And they yeah. were like, Oh
0: But then once they realized who he was, he was a star college athlete.
1: Yeah. They're like, Oh and now what's
2: now, their eyes, in group?
0: Yeah, now their eyes got bigger. I mean that's like saying years ago when Peyton Manning was in Tennessee, anybody in Tennessee that's all Peyton Manning about and about or out and about would want to talk with him and hang with him too. Cause he's a star college quarterback at a, at a college, which might not be a top college like a Michigan or a Texas or, you know, something like that. But I mean, he's made this, the college into something big and he's real popular. Yeah. So, you know, guys are easy when it comes to sports. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of sports, I got one more last fact for you because we're getting pretty close to the hour mark here at 57 minutes. Uh, one more thing about the fun facts and we'll c- close the movie on out. But Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze appeared in another movie about sports together. Do you mm-hmm. know what that was? Yeah. It was Young Blood. It's a I hockey movie that. back in the early 80s. Uh, Keanu Reeves was an uh, opposing team goalie. And uh, Swayze was on uh, the other team with Rob Lowe.
2: Ooh, Rob
0: Lowe. So, Rob Lowe was a part of that whole. Not brat pack thing, but uh, the whole outsider deal. Uh, they had a ton of people and outsiders.
1: Well, he was in the brat pack.
0: Was it was was Rob Lowe or brat pack?
1: Uh huh. I only remember yeah, him it was, being. It was basically everybody that was in St. Elmo's Fire and or Breakfast Club.
0: See, I only remember him being in St. Elmo's Fire though. I don't remember him doing other movies with the people like uh uh in um. It's like you had The Breakfast Club and we do Esteves and uh mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Well both of them, I believe, were yeah, they were in Weird Science. No. Yeah. No, uh what's that movie? It wasn't it was Anthony Michael Hall and somebody else in the Brat Pack was in
1: Oh yeah, where he plays a football player?
0: Yeah, he's a football player being, you know, courted by the different colleges.
1: Is it Johnny Be Good?
0: Johnny Be Good, yes. And one of the other Brat Pack people was in there, or maybe you know what? Maybe that was, maybe it was Robert Downey Jr. and they both did weird science together. There yeah. was quite a few people that was considered Brat Pack members, though. I mean, it wasn't just the people from, you know, Breakfast Club and Samuels Fire, but it's mostly no, them. But
1: it was mostly them, and uh, mostly. it was because
0: Andrew McCarthy's considered one too. But you yeah. didn't see him in the other movies with them.
1: But he has set, said he denies that he was in the Brat Pack. He does,
0: but people considered him in it though, I think,
1: yeah,
0: I think that's the only difference in it but anyway, uh the movie itself, really great movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's one that I will watch again, probably here soon since I watched it yesterday i'm gonna I'm gonna wanna go back and watch it again that we talked about it and just you know make sure that I got everything right and uh i i I know some people who haven't seen it in a while that's you know told me we want to watch it too, so I'll make it together with them, we'll throw it on there and watch it. But the ending of the movie, when he finally tracks him down, you think it's going to be over with when he Swayze's character, Bodie, has gotten away with it scot free. Uh, he took off with the other guy, which I think was, uh, what was his partner's name he took
2: off with?
1: Roach. 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 Roach, Roach. yeah.
0: It was Roach. Got away with him. They're the two that was left and they got the money and, uh, Roach ends up dying from the Nippleman I fight. Now, they. Mm-hmm. He kind of insinuates him that I guess he met the wrong person, didn't he? But he leaves it open and in a sense to me like was it, was it Bodhi that killed him or somebody else? Oh,
2: so yeah. I don't know.
0: Maybe him and Bodie got into it because of how Bodie got greedy and everybody got killed basically and died off from the last thing they did because he got too greedy and went to the vault. I don't know. It, didn't really, it doesn't really say that specifically. But uh, so it's just down to him. And now Johnny's finally caught up with him. He's got his man. They fight. Uh, just when you think Bodie has won and he's about to drown Johnny Utah, he lets go of him and lets him up because he just can't kill him. Yeah. But when he comes up, there's a handcuff on him. And now he's it's, it's it. He's done with. And he knows it. He's mad. He's screaming. And, you know, I can't live in a cage. He goes, come on, man, just let me go. Let me hit that wave one time. Where am I going to go? You know, I can't climb the cliffs. So I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand just let me go this one more time, you know, so he says, yeah, yeah, okay, so he lets him off of and lets him go, and, uh, the cops are out there, and I think, the, I think he's in Australia.
2: Yeah, is where I think in think
0: Okay, because the cops sounded like he was Australian, yes. and he goes out there, and he says, you let him go, he's, you let him get away, and he says, he's not getting away, and he walks, as he keeps walking, he says to himself, he's not coming back.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and sure enough, he gets to the top of the wave, he's real high up there, you know, Tall, tall wave, and just crashes down, and the wave crashes down on top of him. You know, nothing's going to survive that as yeah. far as it comes down on him. So, in the story, in the movie, and you see Johnny Utah toss his badge out into the ocean, signifying that he's done with the whole thing. Now, the question left remaining to us all, like I asked you earlier, what you thought? We were we're still not sure. Was he still an FBI agent when he called him? Did he quit being FBI right there? Did he throw it in the ocean out of frustration? But he's still an FBI agent. Everything's up in the air. No one really truly
1: knows. <gasps> that, maybe it was Gary's badge.
0: It could have been that as well. Because, well, you know, I don't know because Bodie's not the one that killed him. Uh, the guy that uh, jumped out of the plane with him—he's the one that shot him.
1: Yeah, but he's been lo- working on that case forever. So maybe he threw Gary Busey's badge in the because. Well, finally- no, hold on.
0: Actually, the other guy shot Busey's character in the back, I believe, where you got yeah. him and killed him. But Swayze did get the last shot on him, though. Yeah, I believe didn't he? So something if that's the that. case, if that's the case, maybe it was his badge, and he thought, you know, yeah. you know, we got him, and he tossed out there. That's something to go back and look at because you get you get a close up on the badge. I didn't stop yeah. and look at that. They had a name on it.
1: I'm going to be so excited if it actually has his name on there. <laughs> gonna,
0: when, we are, when we are done with this, I'm going to go look. <laughs> I'm going to go see. And if it is, I'm like, kudos to you. That's, that's, a, that's a good catch. Yeah. Good catch. So, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I mean, much as I hate to. It's been a good conversation about a great movie and everything. And I, This is the kind of things that I really like. But we got to go ahead and wrap it up. with are an uh, hour and three minutes here. So one more time, run down for the people. Uh, where they can find you at on social media for your podcast and what you've got coming up.
1: We are at two chicks talking flicks on all platforms and um, our next episode. You can't oh, put uh, accepted. In the corner. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have that, but um, our next episode is going to be accepted.
0: I'm it's sorry. I thought I, I thought you said Dirty Dancing was upcoming next. I'm sorry. Well,
1: yeah, Dirty Dancing's coming out the same day as this episode. So, oh,
0: so that's that's dropping Tuesday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: so you're no, so tomorrow. So your next one is accepted. What's accepted about?
1: Um, it's where uh they built make their own college because they I didn't get accepted in anywhere.
0: I don't think I know that one.
1: It has Justin Long? I'll
0: have to look that up. And that's Choda the guy Hill. from. That's the guy from uh, Live Free or Die Hard?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'll have to look it up and see then. Might not be that bad. All right. Well, there you go. All platforms. And what did you give your social media out there?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Okay. See, I wasn't paying attention. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Retro Life for You, however, at uh, all platforms as well. And just recently added ourselves to Amazon Music. So that's a new one for us. But uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Anchor.fm, where we're currently hosted at. Uh, for the time being, because I'm thinking about moving it, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, we're still on YouTube for a lot of our past episodes, but uh, YouTube is just going to be a specialty place from this point forward, I believe. So, uh, this episode will not be on YouTube. You can reach us directly at RetroLifeView at gmail.com as well. If you have any ideas for the show and if you go to anchor.fm that I mentioned you can go there and leave us voicemails on there uh, with your likes just likes of the show any ideas for the show just like emailing things you'd like to see uh, Yeah, I mean you can just message and say hey you sound like a cool dude or hey I'm shooting you the bird but you can't see it I don't care it's good just leave me a message I'll take anything at this point well thanks for listening everybody and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did I really like talking this kind of stuff. And, uh, Sarah, I hope you had a good episode with us as well. You had a fun time. We look forward to having you, having you back again one day. You do a really great job with this. and we're lucky to have you on here with us sometimes.
2: Well, thank you. So have until next, here. yeah, until next time, everybody have a great day.